And hello and welcome to the Lake Orion Cares podcast. I'm your host, Joey Tysick, and today we're going to talk about what the schools are going to be doing going forward. Uh, we have all the upcoming events. Things are still going on, even though we're in a bit of a pause at the moment with COVID-19 and things like that. But we do have a vaccine that's getting close to being rolled out everywhere, and we do have an update on that today. Uh, our own Joe Johnson went and was able to get some new news on that. Um, another interview with Director of Communications for Lake Orion Community Schools, Mark Snyder. He's back again to give us a little update for the schools and what they're going to be doing and how they're going to attack going back to school um, January 19th. Now, the Lake Orion Cares podcast, we've been a podcast now for a while now, almost since the beginning. Um, Executive Director Ian Locke started this up to get the news out about COVID-19 and to kind of give updates and spread out good news around the township. And we're keeping that going. Um, there's still a lot of good things going on. We have a lot of events coming up and things around town. And there are still some COVID-19 updates every once in a while. So we will give you updates on that. Um, if you want to be a part of the podcast, you can email us at ontv at orionontv.org with LOCARES in the heading, or you can call us at 248-393-1060. Again, that's ontv at orionontv.org or 248-393-1060. Now, as I'm sure all of you guys have noticed, it is getting cold outside. It is finally feeling like December. For a while, it felt like, you know, the sun was shining that it wasn't too bad. Obviously some people struggle with the 50 degree weather and things, but I, I'm usually not too bad, but now that it's hit the thirties, um, I'm starting to struggle and be very cold all the time. Um, it's nice to see snow on the ground. I know it's not fun to drive in. I don't enjoy it myself, but we got a high of 33 today. Tomorrow, Saturday is going to be about 35 with some more snow showers. Um, and 37 on Sunday, and that's about as high as it's going to get all the way through the holiday season. Um, it's mostly the same next week. Temperature's going to drop a little bit. It's going to be ooh, below 30 at one point um, during next week. But the good news is there will be some snow on Christmas morning to kind of alleviate some of the troubled times that we have with this holiday season, obviously with not being able to get together with family completely, um, having to be a lot more uh, cautious when going out during the holiday season. I know that's tough on a lot of a lot of people, even myself, not being able to see my entire family necessarily. I'm still going to get a, a small group of my family together to celebrate the holidays, but definitely going to take it a little bit more cautious this year. Um, in the sports department, uh, I know a lot of people have been very uplifted by being able to have sports this season, even though we didn't think we were going to be able to. Um, but unfortunately, Michigan and Michigan State's final football game of the season, Michigan playing Iowa, that's been canceled, and Michigan playing Maryland, or Michigan State playing Maryland, that is also canceled, unfortunately. But at least they did get some games in. Um, neither team necessarily doing all that great, but at least we got to watch some college football. That's exciting. Um, Lions football also, their season is starting to wrap up. They only got three weeks left. They got the Tennessee Titans this Sunday. Another somewhat disappointing season, but they fired their GM, Bob Quinn, and head coach, Matt Patricia. So there is a direction for the Lions 
that's also good news. Pistons are about to start up their season. NBA's coming back in a very shortened offseason, and they're going to start next week. The NBA season starts on the 22nd, and the Pistons will play the following day, the 23rd, and they're going to play the Minnesota Timberwolves to open up their new season as they've completely shredded their their lineup and have made a lot of offseason moves, so it'll be interesting to watch. Again, not expecting much, but at least there will be some sports. Again, I'm, tr- I'm trying to stay as positive as I can with the sports stuff, even though the sports teams around here aren't too exciting. Uh, Michigan and Michigan State, however, for basketball, are undefeated at the moment, so that is the bright spot for Michigan athletics around the state, professional or college. Those two teams are looking really good early on in the college basketball season, and there hasn't been too many... Uh, of their games up in question yet, necessarily. Uh, Michigan State did get their game against Virginia canceled um, last week, which was unfortunate because that was going to be a big game for them. But there is college basketball still going on, and not too many have been canceled so far. So that's a bright spot again. Um, As I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, this podcast is meant to give updates around the town, give some COVID-19 updates, and that's exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going to show you guys a the website for Orion Township. We're going to go over some of their stuff. Um, not much has changed, but they have updated some things. So if you need any information on the COVID-19, there's a resources tab right here that you can click and go right into it. And as you can see, it has links to the CDC, Michigan Department of Health, um, all your latest updates that you would need. As far as the state of Michigan, um, there's also some township updates about what's going on and things like that. And I think one of the important ones is here towards the bottom. If you would like to, if you have the option to be able to help people out that are in need at this time, uh, there's a link to Love Inc. of North Oakland County, and that will bring you to their page where if you are feeling generous, and I know it's tough during this holiday season for everybody, but if you are able to, it would be amazing if you could donate to Love, Inc. They're a good cause, and they're going to help residents in Orion Township who need the most help out of anyone. So that's also a possibility. Um, there is Forgotten, Forgotten Harvest is doing food distribution once again. Um, as you can see right here on the 21st and the 28th, those are both on a Monday and those go from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m., although they do have a note in here saying that they have been running out of food around 11.30 to 12 in the afternoon. So you want to try to get there as early as possible. Um, you can also make arrangements if you're not available um, to be able to make that pickup. And you can email them at help at orientownship.org, or you can contact them at 248-391-0304. And again, that is just going to be on the 21st and the 28th, and you can go collect food. This is for anybody that needs it. Um, Obviously, we want to make sure that if you're not in a need situation, that we would like to keep that to people that are in need because we do they do run out of food at some point during the day. And it's not just for Orion residents. It is for anyone. If you know someone who needs food, let them know Forgotten Harvest 
and that is at Woodside Bible Church, located at 2500 Joslin Road, right down the road from us, and yeah, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. So those are some of the things that we can do going forward. Again, if you need any help, uh, just visit orienttownship.org, and there's a COVID-19 resources tab. Now, first off, we have an interview with Director of Communications, Mark Snyder. Like I said, he is going to give us an update about what the schools are doing, so let's get right into it. Okay, so once again, we have Mark Snyder, uh, Communications Director for Lake Orion Community Schools. Mark, welcome into the podcast. How are you doing? Good. I'm glad to be with you, Joey. So last night we had a another school board update um, during this with this whole pause going on. What can you tell us about what the latest is with the school and their plans moving forward? As we shared a couple weeks ago, uh, the schools will be returning to in-person learning on January 19th, and that's the, the that date was chosen because of. That's the beginning of the finals week uh, for our students. So they would have an opportunity to have a day or two of class for our middle school and high school students before taking their final exams. And we want to, and that's just before the end of the semester. So we want to get the students back as soon as possible. Some of the challenge with, the, with getting students back right afterwards, you know, coming back from the winter break is that we want to make sure that there's a couple weeks clear of people traveling and everything so uh, we're going to stay in the remote setting you know basically starting january 4th when we return until that point um, what we what was announced by superintendent ben kirby at the board meeting on wednesday night and then to the community on thursday is the plan for once the students come back in person and this affects of course the in-person students the ones who joined the dragon virtual program will remain in that program the elementary students and the middle school and high school will have the opportunity to remain in the Dragon Virtual Program or return to in-person learning. For the students who will be returning to in-person learning at the elementary, what we found with the when they were in person for that period of time, a couple of the challenges that we had were the the periods of time when they were unmasked and those we saw that there was spread potentially in those situations, the lunch situations. So we're trying to create a schedule where there would be no lunch in schools and everyone eat lunch at home. So all of the core classes, you know, and all of the instruction, the primary instructional time will occur in the mornings for the elementary students, and then they'll go home. They'll eat lunch at home. They'll be provided a lunch that they can take home if they're interested in that by the district for free. And then once they get home, they will be able to log on to what we call asynchronous or independent work. And that would be in terms of social emotional learning and the specials. Um, one thing that we found with the specials is it really wasn't a good practice to have the special teachers interacting with multiple classes because then if one of them, you know, was a positive, was a COVID positive, then all of those classes that they interacted with individually would have to quarantine. And then, then you're taking down multiple classes by one person. So we're trying to avoid that. So all, having all the special classes with, you know, the art and the music, the, uh, the gym, et cetera, will all be dealt with in the remote setting. So that's what's going to happen for the elementary. Mm -hmm. At the middle school, there'll be a slight change there. The goal was to try to make, to not have so many students in the class and not so many full classes so there can be more distancing. 
So even though the kids are switching classes, we'll have, be able to have more distancing by having a hybrid where the students will go on alternate days and they'll be split in half. So that's something that at the middle school was not happening, the previous in-person situation and now will occur when we return on the 19th. Mm -hmm. And then high school will remain the same, uh, that Lake Orion High School will remain the same in that circumstance, you know, to try to, you know, I guess they had, they had done already the hybrid alternating days and they'll just do that again. Right. Um, as far as, you know, with the craziness of how this has gone back and forth, do you guys still kind of have a plan in place if by some crazy chance and fingers crossed nothing happens that, you know, cases rise again and we have to continue the remote learning? Um, are you guys going to kind of keep the same protocols that you've been doing throughout most of this thing? Nothing's going to really change there. No, that, this is our plan. I mean, this is the plan that we're going with. The case counts have started to drop, and we'll have a lot more information, obviously, in January if that trend continues. Right. But we think we've come up with a plan to have students in person learning, which is what the majority of our families want, is to have their students in school. And so, and they had the option earlier in October to choose the virtual program if they wanted to, but the ones who did not and chose in person learning, you know, we're going to try to find a way to get their students into school. Obviously, it's not five days full in. Right. And that's something that we want to get to at some point. Obviously, you know, if that can happen later in the school year, we'll definitely move towards that. But right now, it's just not realistic. Right. Yeah. Understandable. Um, on a brighter side, uh, last night, Roger Smith, teacher of the broadcasting program, brought up a new um, possible course in sports broadcasting. Uh, Want to give us a little overview about that? I'm pretty excited for that because that's basically what I do here at ONTV, but with the kids. And I mean, they've already started, they already do it, but to have it as a separate entire class where we can learn more specifics, I think that's pretty yeah. interesting. Mr. Smith has the award winning program, you know, there that's been very impressive. And, uh, and I, they've been doing, as you said, sports broadcasting, but I think to have a class and be able to learn specifically about that and make that part of the curriculum really is an opportunity, a wonderful opportunity for students to kind of expand different ways. He says there's the news programs and then there's the sports. And because this is such an unusual circumstance, you know, and we'll be able to offer something. This is, again, Lake Orion High School offering things that other schools don't. Right. And this is an opportunity for students to kind of embrace those things. That's one thing Lake Orion High School is known for is its courts catalog and making these opportunities going forward. Yeah, and it seemed like the board really, really loved the idea, which, I mean, I, I do too. I think I think it's a great opportunity. If if I would have had that kind of course back in my high school, I would have been super happy about it, and I, I would have signed up for that immediately. So I, I can only imagine that there's definitely going to be a demand uh, for yeah, that I think, class. I think Mr. Smith also has a feel, and they've surveyed students to see if there is enough interest in a course like that, and I think they have an idea that there is. So, Right. Um, can you give us any updates on the bond projects at the moment? I know each and yeah, every day it seems great. like more and more things go up. Yeah, everything's been great with the bond projects, which is which is fabulous. I mean, if you go by and all of our schools, basically in the first program, I, Orion Oaks has its renovated office in additional classroom. Those are open now. And so that's great. If you drive by at Clarkson Joslin, you can see that. Um, same with Carpenter Elementary. They have a new bus loop in the back and their and their school. I know the students weren't there for very long, but the students really responded and enjoyed 
you know, the new look and they have a couple mm-hmm. extra classrooms as well at Carpenter Elementary and the new renovated secure office space and a new playground and new playground equipment. Uh, Weber Elementary, they have the new secure office, but theirs is going to, all their stuff is going to be done in stages because the new addition to Weber is being built in the back and the site will be redone as well next year. So the, that addition will be done by next fall, but right now it's kind of a challenge. Um, and it's going to take some time. That was part of the plan all along that it was going to take a little extra time. So it'd be done by the fall of 2021 is that's when that'll open, but that'll be all new. And then the other, then once the students move into that wing, the other wing will be torn down and there'll be a new bus loop to help with the traffic flow, which is a challenge at Weber as well. Um, In terms of other projects, the early childhood center is really the hallmark of this first phase and the first series. Mm -hmm. And we're really proud of what's happening there because the early childhood center is open. I mean, it's not open yet, but it's really making fast progress across Morian Oaks on the same site. Right. And it'll be open next fall as well. And that's something that we're going to feature and show the community. We have posted some pictures last week about it. So you can go to our website and see those, but it's still things are being kind of framed up inside. The outside looks pretty good, but it's going to have so many unique and special opportunities that, the early childhood center is really going to be something for the whole community. Yeah. No, I, I, every time I drive by, it seems like more and more stuff gets built to only think that during this whole thing that it was basically just cleaned up land and they were just beginning to get ready to build. And now it seems like they're so close. Yeah. It, it's really exciting. I mean, this is, and remember, this is a 10 year, $160 million bond. Right. So there's lots of more opportunities and lots of more projects that are going to move forward, but we've been, so happy with our partnership with the GMB architects who have designed everything. And Frank, we were on the sons out of Rochester who was building and the construction manager. So they've been so impressive. Yeah. Um, one other highlight I would think from the board meeting is, you know, um, you have two board members leaving, which means that there's going to be new board members coming in, um, at the start of the new year. Um, you want to give a little, bit on that and kind of the feelings Uh, we had the election and four individuals were uh ran i mean the number we had nine people who ran for the board and four were elected two of them were re-elected scott taylor and Birgit mcquiston will remain on the board for another term and danielle Bursett and susan flair will join the term um we at the board meeting last night it, it was the final board meeting for mary jo burkhart who is who was filling in um, when we had a board member change, so she's on for a couple months, and Nate Bucky, who completed his term. Mm-hmm. So it's really a transition period, but these things happen, and it's a nice opportunity for, you know, to see the community and get some fresh blood in there, and people have some different voices and different thoughts. Yeah. Uh, is any other updates that you think you want to give us or any no, plans I mean, going I think, forward? I think we just we just want people, all of our families and all the community to understand that, obviously, Everyone's in transition at this period. You know, everyone is, is having its own, having challenges and we're trying to adapt. I know we've had a number of plans throughout the year, but as we're, we're everyone, we're trying to be responsive to the different environment and things change and we're trying to adapt to the changes. And part of that opportunity is, you know, we're listening to feedback from families. We're, we're talking to our teachers and our staff. We're talking, you know, to we're looking at administrators, we're talking to medical professionals and trying to do the best we can for all the different constituencies who are out there and taking care of the students. I mean, safety, we always talk about it being a, 
a priority, but safety and health is very important, you know, in the way things break down and the way we do things. So, you know, we really have to keep that at the foremost of our thoughts. And uh, we're going to, and even though the families want to have an in-person experience, we'll give them what we can to begin with. And then we'll, you know, hopefully as the environment changes, we'll be able to get back to a more normal environment as we go forward. Right. Yeah. And that target date again, January 19th, hopefully, hopefully everything goes well. I'm Hoping. Absolutely. Hoping for the Absolutely. best. <laughs> Thanks so much, Joey. I really yeah, appreciate I appreciate it. you coming on, giving us another little update. Um, I'll pull up some of the links and stuff um, from the website and display that for everybody to see. But I appreciate you coming on and uh, giving us just a little little update on what the school is doing and what you're looking forward to. Anytime. We'll talk again. All right. Thanks, Mark. So, again, that was Director of Communications Mark Snyder. Always a great interview, always great to get the latest information. But as I said earlier, we also have Joe Johnson in the studio with us. Joe, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Beautiful day out there, and uh, thanks for having me on. Beautiful. Now, do you like the cold, as cold as it is? Well, right now it's not so bad. I don't mind when the temperature's in the high 20s, low 30s, but when it starts getting into the teens and single digits i don't even want to be outside because <laughs> i brought up earlier that i i'm good like i can wear shorts when it's 50 degrees even starting to press towards 40s if it's sunny but for some reason when it hits like the freezing threshold i completely 180 <laughs> and i have to be bundled up at all times and i can't handle it but I enjoy a little bit of the snow. The snow is kind of nice to see. It looks nice now before the holidays. But after the holidays, <clears throat> I wish I could just hibernate for three months. Yeah, as I've gotten older and um, had to drive around, I don't enjoy the snow as much as I once thought I did. Um, but anyway, we have you on today to talk about you know the usual upcoming events, things that are going on. And we're going to do another DDA spotlight. Um, today, we're going to do Lucky's Natural Foods. Uh, Joe went in and did a whole promo, put it together, and uh, we're going to play that for you right now. Hi, my name is Tanya. Luckovitz, and I'm uh, coming to you today from Lucky's Natural Foods, downtown Lake Orion. And I want to tell you that we have been in this downtown area, Lake Orion, for over 46 years. And we are very grateful that we've been able to serve the community and offer the natural foods that we do and the supplements and the groceries that we have and body care items as well. Um, we are the longest running, woman-owned natural food store in Oakland County. And uh, I've been here since I was 11. Now I'm going to cry. I want to tell you that we have three ways to shop in our store. You can shop in the store, or you can call us up, and we will be your personal shopper for you. We'll get your groceries together as we speak, and then you can pick them up anytime after we hang up. Easy peasy. And then we also offer shipping. If you want something shipped to you, we can do that. We don't offer online shopping right now, but we are working on bringing that to you in the future. 
So we offer many gift items in our store. We have jewelry and we have bath salts and CBD products from bath salts to liquids, capsules, ointments, etc. And we have CBD experts on staff as well as holistic health um, practitioner and I myself am, am a certified natural health practitioner and a nutritional herbalist. So we, we have a knowledgeable staff. I recommend taking vitamin A, vitamin D3, vitamin C, iodine, and we also offer, um, oh, zinc as well. And then we also offer different herbal supplements. Elderberry is very popular. Um, and, you know, lowering the amounts of sugar that you eat, processed food, white flour, that's gonna help your immune system as well, fight the bugs and things that go around seasonally. And then I, we also have the um, comfort wraps for your neck and um, sinuses. We have aromatherapy. We have a lot of diffusers on our shelf, which you can't really see all of them right now, but we have diffusers and essential oils to make uh, your room's holiday home smell good. Since for more winter, we have wintergreen and uh, peppermint, different scents that you can blend and, and make a, a um, holiday smell, holiday scent. And we sell fresh Amish turkeys. We've been selling them for over 30 years. They are antibiotic and hormone free, healthy grown, and they are grown in, uh, from very small farms all around the Midwest, uh, close to home. They're absolutely delicious. If you've never had one, it's a must try. Um, we do uh, ask for orders, but we also have several on hand if you decide last minute to pick one up. We also offer Ackett's pies and Give Thanks Bakery dinner rolls to round out your meal. And then we also have a lot of gl uh, gluten-free groceries to offer like stuffing and pie crust, uh, things that are hard to find. And we offer local grown organic canned pumpkin for your pumpkin pies. Um, so we want to thank the community for supporting our store and we are grateful that we are here and we love nothing more than to serve our community and help um, the people that come in. Our phone number is 248-693-1209 and you can contact us that way. And this is Tanya from Lucky's Natural Foods. Happy Holidays! Wow, what a great piece, Joe. Always yeah. always great. One of the longest surviving businesses in downtown Lake Orion, and uh, nice to see that they're still thriving and, and making it through this uh, pandemic. But it's a reminder that we need to support local business, and um, Christmas is almost here. And if you got some last-minute uh, gift shopping you need to do, uh, hit downtown Lake Orion and support those local businesses. Yeah, and I'll, I'll be honest, I've never actually been in Lucky's. But as soon as she said gluten-free offerings, um, my girlfriend's gluten-free, so it's always I understand that it's difficult to find things. So I'm gonna have to check it out and see what go. see what they actually have. That's your go-to place now. Yeah. Um, so what else can you tell us about some of the upcoming events that's uh, going on around town? Well, unfortunately, you know, as the second wave of COVID rolls around, a lot of events uh, got canceled, which is really unfortunate. As many people know, the lighted Christmas parade, they, they were trying to come up with all kinds of alternative plans to make that happen, and they finally just pulled the plug on it. 
Um, the backup is going to be that Santa's going to do sort of a ride around sort of a thing. By the time you see this, it might have already happened. Um, but they're just trying to salvage as much as they can and have Santa go to the uh, go to the kids. Um, also, another program that's been imp- impacted by COVID is Shop with a Hero. Uh, traditionally, Lake Orion Police Department adopt, uh, gosh, probably a hundred kids or something. And um, they get gift cards and they take them to uh, Target and uh, the kids are free. They get a hero like a military or police or fire and they go shopping with a hero and pick up gifts for Christmas. And we've even seen kids shop for their siblings. Um, Unfortunately, that program's been impacted as well. You can imagine you can't have 100 kids plus 100 heroes all in Target all at the same time. So what I was told is that the police department um, is they're cutting back on the program this year. They've adopted about 30 or so kids, might be more at this point, uh, from Blanche Sims Elementary School. Uh, The kids were asked to submit wish lists um, to the police department. The police department uh, went out and did the shopping, and they're going to deliver those gifts uh, in the days leading up to uh, Christmas. So Again, another program that's been impacted, and they're doing their best to try and make it happen in uh, some capacity um, before Christmas rolls around. Yeah, and that's always, honestly, that's one of the ones that I I think is really cool uh, to be able to go do that for kids is really cool. And um, it stinks that, you know, they're not able to do it in the full capacity, but it, it's it's nice that they're still able to do it, you know, in some way. Yeah. And the big story I just got back a few minutes ago from the very first COVID vaccinations in Oakland County. Really excited to have witnessed that. I feel like I was witnessing history unfold before my eyes. It's the first important steps to conquering this stupid pandemic, which has impacted all of us. So uh, Steve Cooper, who was the director of public safety for the city of Oak Park, by sheer luck of the draw, wound up the very first person in line. Uh, they basically opened up uh, the fire station in Waterford Township, and uh, he rolls into the fire station. They had a table set up with all the va- the uh, vaccinations uh, lined up, ready to go. He took a shot in the arm, and uh, they're instructed to pull off into the parking lot and wait about 15 minutes. They want to see if there's any side effects or anything like that that would impair his driving or anything. I got to chat with him in the parking lot a little bit. Uh, he says he's just doing his duty and encourages everybody else that when the time comes uh, to do your part and get vaccinated. Now, there's kind of a higher, hierarchy that they're going to do. Uh, first responders, uh, frontline workers who are exposed to COVID on a daily basis, they're the ones that are going to get inoculated first. I believe there are 100 uh, vaccinations that they were going to do today um, and then roll out more over the next couple of weeks. Eventually, it's going to come to Orient Township, where some of our first responders can get inoculated here in Orient Township. Uh, unfortunately for us, the rest of us, we're probably not going to be able to get inoculated till the spring. So until then, we need to continue wearing our masks and social distance and wash your hands um, and keep doing what you have been doing until it's time for you to get inoculated. Uh, this vaccine, they really, really stressed, is super, super safe. Um, they've been accused of rushing this vaccine through, but um, Dr. I think it was Dr. Faust was uh, was there today, and he said that this vaccine actually they started work on it like a decade ago with 
SARS and some of those other uh, pandemics that we've had in the past. He says this isn't something that was created overnight. This is something that they've been working on for decades, and um, they were able to use what they've learned to develop this vaccine for COVID. And um, so this is it, man. This is this is the first baby steps toward defeating this thing and, and allowing us to get back to our regular lives. And hopefully when summer rolls around, we're going to be traveling, going to the beach, doing all those things that we've missed for such a long time. So uh, this is a really big day for, for Oakland County, for the United States, and uh, getting back to a somewhat normal life. Yeah, I mean, I would love to go back to the beach, even though I was only I was on the beach uh, a couple weeks ago. But <laughs> that was it was still weird though because you know you had to be safe while being on the beach. It just it didn't feel right necessarily as as nice as it was. But yeah, I I think it's it's really big news, and I agree. I I'm not like surprised that it went that fast, but I, I am a little bit surprised at how quick they were able to get it turned around because originally they thought it might take a little bit longer but obviously it makes a ton of sense and not that I am any scientist but and no matter how you feel about it like it's similar enough in science that it's it's like a strain of the flu kind of deal so it's not that far off to be able to figure out a vaccine from previous like flu vaccines and things like that. They're all yeah. somewhat similar. So they had a good starting point. So it, it makes sense that they were able to speed up the process right than just like starting from scratch, basically. Yeah. And I know that when, when it's my turn, when, when they say, okay, the rest of us can step up, I'm going to be the first in line because I'm just that desperate to, to get life back to normal. And the mm. way I'm probably going to celebrate is the thing I probably miss the most, other than being with family and friends, is going to the movies. Man, <laughs> I want to celebrate by going to a movie theater and seeing a movie in a theater with strangers again. That's yeah. probably going to be one of the first things I, I do when it's safe to do it again. Do you think this could be one of the biggest summer blockbusters? Could if, be. If, there, if there's a movie. I mean, I haven't, there's not really been many announcements of movies, but if a movie was to come out this summer, I, I could see it blown up. Yeah, I mean, if everything's safe, you know, I don't know if people are going to be hesitant, if they're going to, like, wait and see before they rush back to the theater. But if the time comes where they do announce that it's safe to go back to the theaters, yeah, I'm thinking uh, the box office is going to blow up this, this year. Uh, we're going to see some big numbers in 2021. I know one thing that's going to take away from it a little bit is they've announced that um, they're going to release an, a number of blockbuster movies uh, on streaming services at the same time that they're going to be released in theaters. Uh, so I don't know how that's going to impact overall box office numbers. Um, but yeah, that's, it's one thing I, I really, really miss. I, I, the last time I've been in a movie theater, I think might've been in February. I can't remember if it was knives out or something like that, but <laughs> I can't believe that we're going to be coming up on a year since I've been in a movie theater. It's one of my favorite things to do. So that's how I'm going to celebrate. Yeah, and as you mentioned that, to think that we've already been through this for closing in on a year is crazy. And yeah. it's it's made 2020 go by so quickly. Yeah, it's weird how there are periods of 2020 that seem to drag on, like certain months seem like they lasted three months. But now that we're coming up on the year anniversary, yeah, it does seem like it's gone by in the blink of an eye. Yeah, because I remember 
last year we had basically kind of just finished up our food drive and everything, our biggest event of the year. And then all of a sudden everything gets shut down completely. Yeah. And then we've been in and out of quarantines and things like that. And I feel like, I mean, obviously we've adapted and, th- and everything, but to get this far is kind of, I never saw that. Here's a little uh, tidbit, a little trivia. Um, I've been in the process of putting together the ONTV News year in review. And, you know, as I go through January and February of 2020, you know, I'm, I get kind of nostalgic seeing people gather in crowds and stuff, you know, early in the year. And what do you think was the very last major event that we covered for our newscast before the shutdown rolled around? I'm trying to recall if you went on that. Maybe it was, maybe it was Becky, but the last major event where people gathered without masks and everything that we covered was battle of the books. The, uh, uh, the libraries battle of the books. Yeah, with she the, did. Uh, she did that this Becky, year. I yeah. did it two years ago. Yeah. And so immediately after that, um, they had the event at the, the middle school at Walden middle school. And then they had the ceremony at the high school in the auditorium. And I was there for that. And immediately after that is when uh, we came in and was told to go home and went into lockdown immediately after that. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, one other thing I wanted to bring up is this Orion Snowcation that you were able to be a part of filming the uh, the promo for. Do you want to give us a little insight on that? I'll bring up the schedule as well. But. Sure. So basically, Orion Township approached me a couple weeks ago, and they said, hey, we came up with this thing. It's called uh, 12 Weeks of Snowcation. And basically what it is is trying to encourage people to find fun things to do this winter uh, with the pandemic still raging. Uh, It was kind of a suggestion of things that you can do with with family. And so they came up with a list of of activities. Uh, I think they're going to roll out one every week. Uh, the yep. first one is already launched. It's uh, decorating your house for Christmas. Um, but they have other things like sledding and s'mores and building uh, snow sculptures and all sorts of stuff. So so they approached me and said, uh, do you have an idea for uh, helping us promote uh, this, this Orient Snowcation, as they call it? And so I suggested that we kind of mock those, <laughs> those Hallmark Christmas movies. Hallmark just cranks out their Christmas movies, mm-hmm. and people love them. And I actually found a website that that listed the elements that are necessary in a Hallmark Christmas movie. So I kind of took all those elements and threw them into this little promo where uh, Dave and Jen from Orion Township are out uh, celebrating Orion Snowcation. And uh, we shot it at Canterbury Village, which is all decorated for the holidays. And they have their holiday stroll um, on, I think it's like Fridays and Saturdays, they do their holiday stroll. So it was a really, you know, photogenic location. We had a lot of fun shooting there and uh, putting that all together. That was just an absolute blast, and I love the way it turned out. Yeah, I, I'll put in a clip of, of the video, but it, it, it was a really well put together promo. And I think some of the events that they're doing are, are pretty cool as well. A lot of them, you know, some of them are to do with, like, YouTube and decorating your tree and uh, doing bingo in the car. Yeah, that's going to happen here at Orion Township. And I was told by uh, my informant uh, that Fox 2 News' Dina Sanafani is going to be one of the bingo callers. Wow. Um, and the way it works is really interesting. I guess they're going to have like a low-wattage radio transmitter, and people are going to pull up into the parking lot and tune into a certain frequency on their car radio, 
and they'll be able to hear the numbers being called. And when they get bingo, they hit their horn to let them know that they've gotten bingo. So that sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the other one even that I looked at too, uh, January 11th, snow sculpture contest. Now, the only reason that I bring that up is because I remember very vividly that when I was a kid, um, there was one holiday season where it snowed a lot. And I was probably in the t- 10 to 12 range. I don't, I don't remember what, how old I was. But I remember specifically my dad opening our living room window the one day to reveal that he, on his own at one point, I don't know when he decided to do this, made a Donald Duck snow sculpture like right outside the living room window (laughs) and it was really good and it was like one of those things where you're like why did you do that but yet it was so cool hidden talent yeah and i was it was so interesting so that that one's kind of interesting to me because the things that people can do with snow and even like ice sculptures that you see um are kind of crazy to me you know it's funny you mentioned it uh canterbury village used to host uh, an official sanctioned ice carving competition i used to cover it for our local news and uh at, for one one year i was there shooting video and i just happened to be rolling i had two ice carvers kind of framed up and i hit record and i was watching them work and one of the officials walked by and said uh five minutes five minutes till judging and as i was recording I watched one of the ice sculptures collapse in front of me and I caught it on video (laughs) and you could find that video on TikTok. Now I dug it up and there's this trend going on TikTok where they play this little music clip that goes, Oh no. Oh no. I don't know if you've seen it. Um, So I put the audio for that. Oh no. Over this beautiful, like butterfly ice sculpture, just collapsing (laughs) inward five minutes before the judges were supposed to look at it. Wow. Jeez. That's unfortunate. A couple other fun things that we wanted to talk about today. I don't know how listeners feel about The Mandalorian, but we're big fans of it. It's it's been one of the saving graces of 2020. Mm -hmm. I can honestly say that when I look back on 2020, I'll have to say that it wasn't all that bad because 2020 gave us The Mandalorian. Season 2. Yeah. And finale is today. I still have to watch it. You've watched it. Um, but what what was your thoughts on Season 2 as a Absolutely whole? thrilling, uh, action-packed. Uh, pretty much every episode was full of action and, and, it, and bringing back familiar ships and themes and things from the earlier movies and tying in um, not only the original trilogy, but the Clone Wars animated series and the Rebels animated series because Dave Filoni, who was like the producer director of those animated series, he's also uh, on board with The Mandalorian. He actually directed a recent episode. And um, it's, it's just been absolutely thrilling how they've been able to incorporate uh, all these elements from past Star Wars projects and, and bringing them into the Mandalorian. And I know some people call it fan service, but I don't have a problem with that at all because, you know, I grew up with these movies. I was 10 years old when Star Wars was in theaters and they've been such a big part of my life. And to see what, um, uh, is it Favreau, John Favreau has yeah. been uh, doing with this series. Um, it's just been thrilling. I absolutely love season two. Yeah. And I, I'm the same way. I think it's great. I, I enjoy it a lot. And the cool thing for me is that 
I'm like the next generation of Star Wars fans where I grew up with the prequels and the Clone Wars animated series and things, and they throw in little hints and nods towards those series while also going all the way back to the originals, which I think is cool to be able to do both. And the cool thing I think too about The Mandalorian as well is it's a good show even if you're not like the biggest Star Wars fan necessarily. Yeah. If you're if you're like a sci-fi, you like outer space kind of things, like it it caters to that audience too cuz it's not super super in-depth about Star Wars lore and that you have to know all this backstory. Um obviously it helps and gives you little hints about other things that if you do, but it's not one of those that you have to know Star Wars going into it, which I yeah. think is really nice. Now they've announced already that the uh, Mandalorian uh, season three is going to launch uh, in December 2021, um, but Disney also just recently announced their entire slate mm-hmm. of Star Wars and Marvel related programming, and uh, oh man, it's almost overwhelming to see what they're rolling out. Boba Fett's getting his own series. Ahsoka's getting her own series. Of course, there's the Obi Wan series, which is already in production and. They announced recently that Hayden uh, Christensen is going to be reprising his role as Darth Vader, which made people lose their minds. Mm -hmm. So there's going to be a lot of Star Wars and Marvel content over the next couple of years. Yeah. Really exciting. If if you don't have Disney Plus now, it might be time to get it, especially if you're like a superhero Star Wars type fan. Um, I I think the funny thing about the pandemic is as funny as things can get is that I think part of the pandemic is going to also be you're going to go in stages of what stream, what was streaming at the time. Like at the beginning of the pandemic, it was Tiger King. Yeah. And like now, now it's gone to the Mandalorian. You haven't watched Tiger King? No, I don't. I'm not a fan of watching programs about really awful people. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's fair. I need heroes. That's fair. I need good people. <laughs> I mean, there's quote unquote good people on that show. <laughs> But yeah, I just I think it's funny that you kind of go based on what was streaming at the time, and that's kind of how yeah the calendar of people through the it. pandemic has gone, and how people have made it through. Um, one final thing I wanted to bring up today is I think it's important in in a way to give people an idea of what others are thinking, and we've talked about it a lot, but just give our audience of an insight on what your holiday plans are as far as with the pandemic going on and things like that well my tradition uh i'm single i have no kids um so my tradition is going out to family i have family that live in the canton area uh, out by the airport and my tradition is to spend christmas eve with my family have a big giant dinner with 30 or more people all crammed into one space uh then I always stay the night. We wake up the next morning, open up gifts, have a huge breakfast, and then uh, continue to spend Christmas Day with other family members. That's been my tradition for years. Well, I just got the text from my sister saying she's not going to have the big Christmas Eve dinner, which just breaks my heart, but I totally understand. Um, and I guess that means uh, I'm not going to be doing anything on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day this year. Now, some people say, well, you know, it's just going to be you, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, yeah, but, you know, I'm still working. I'm still coming into contact with people. And you just never know who you might be exposed to. And I don't want to risk exposure to my family. And then I have a niece and a nephew who are out and about. They're working. They're going to school. 
um, who knows who they've been exposed to. So, so basically, I'm going to sit this one out as hard as it is, um, as difficult as that's going to be. Um, I'm listening to the experts who recommend don't travel, don't go out this holiday, and uh, that's what I'm going to have to do. And I'm just going to have to appreciate uh, when we all do get together after the new year, whenever that might be, uh, we'll celebrate uh, when we're able to all come together again. But looks like this holiday season, I'll be I'll be sitting this one out. Yeah, and I just think that's important because I'm also taking not to that approach, but I, I'm definitely doing a much safer approach than normally. Like this, this holiday season is normally Christmas and New Year's are the biggest holidays in in my family. Um, and so this year we are still kind of getting together. It's basically my immediate family and my two grandparents. Obviously, my grandparents are going to um, make sure that everybody's healthy before they decide to come down officially. Um, and they're watching cases and things like that. So if anything crazy changes, they won't come and it will just be my immediate family. But normally we have more of my cousins in town, my aunt and uncle and stuff like that. Um, and usually my dad's side of the family, they usually throw a big party. It doesn't look like anything's going to happen this year. And then as far as new year's goes, that's like my family is like big end of the year party that, they get everybody together, as many friends as they can. My friends even come. But um, that doesn't look like that's going to necessarily happen either. That might be in a shortened capacity, but I don't think I'll be around for that. I have um, one of my friends is high risk, so I don't want to take any chances if I want to go and spend any time with him. So um, I just have to be careful about that. So it, it does stink, but I think it's going to make next year even better. Hopefully. Fingers crossed. Um, My uh, New Year's morning tradition, I need to find out if this is going to happen or not, but uh, every year there's been the New Year's resolution run in downtown Lake Orion. Uh, this has been going on for quite a while. Um, and in, in lieu of the pandemic, I don't know if it's going to happen, so I'm going to have to make some phone calls and find out if uh, people are going to be out New Year's morning for, for their big run. Yeah. Uh, again, it's it's tough, I understand, but we got to try to – just be as safe as we can because we're almost there. As you, as Joe said, so close. We we're on the verge. Vaccines are getting rolled out, um, so we just got to hold on just a little bit longer, and then we're basically hopefully home free. Again, I don't want to jinx anything, but that should be the case. Yep. Uh, Joe, I appreciate you coming on as always. Um, I enjoy doing this with you being able to spread news and talk about what's going on when there, even if there's not as much going on i think it it's it's important to be able to do uh so i appreciate you coming on um we'll be back next time not 100 percent sure when the next episode will come out um but we'll try to get that up and running as soon as we can everybody stay safe during the holiday season again and uh we'll see you guys next time Merry Christmas, and happy holidays, and happy new year.